The following podcast is intended for mature audiences. You may encounter foul language, offensive jokes, occasional violence, and mild nudity. In other words, your feelings might get hurt. So, Bill, you've got a pretty extensive knowledge of animals. Um, I learned that once. Uh, Bill and I went to, we're going to date ourselves a little bit, but we went to a music festival back in the day called Schwagstock. And uh, those of you who know it, yeah. Uh, those of you who don't know it, don't worry about it. Anyway, we're sitting down on the creek bed, and you know it's in the middle of the Ozarks, and you can hear a thousand different birds. And Bill's like, you remember that? <laughs> yes, Bill's, I do. <laughs> I do remember that. Bill's naming every one of these birds. It was like me, you, Hoots, and a few other people. And you're just bird after bird after bird. Yeah. And Alan. So uh, the reason I bring that up is because I want to pick your brain, Bill. Uh, What is the mammal with the the largest penis in the world? It's the blue whale, right? Yeah. I think so, yeah. I didn't know if you knew something I didn't know, like maybe. I thought it was the blue whale. Yeah. It it might not be the largest in comparison to his body size, but. But in comparison to my body size. Yeah. (laughs) It's pretty damn big. Um, You all are probably wondering what large whale penises have to do with anything and as usual they don't really have anything to do with anything at all except when we get to heather's favorite segment of the show (laughs) but we'll talk more about um large phallic body appendages a little bit later penis i want to welcome you all to tied out iguana's official podcast I'm Matt. And I'm Bill. I'm Heather. And I'm Stephanie. And you are listening to Tie-Dyed Iguana's podcast, TDI Live. Today is Wednesday, February the 3rd. I almost said November the 3rd, in which case I would have gone back in time. I would um, rather not. Yeah, which uh, time travel, by the way, is patented by Tide Out Iguana, so don't even try it without paying a royalty. Um, if you are watching us live, welcome. If you're listening to us on your favorite podcast app, then we have traveled forward in time to you. Ooh. So what is new in the world of Tide Out Iguana? Um, Well, if you read our newsletter, um, some of what I'm going to tell you is in the newsletter, but it's pretty exciting to me, although this stuff is going to be delayed by a bit. Um, We just ordered some new mouse racks um, to expand our mouse breeding. As many of you know that are in the snake part of the hobby, um, rodents pretty much don't exist right now. Mice. Mice in particular. It's been very difficult. Um, Basically, to, to really kind of like sum it up for people, I've not really had a good platform to explain this, but... Um, everybody keeps saying there's a mouse or a rodent shortage due to COVID. And everybody's like, how the hell is there possibly a rodent shortage due to COVID? Well, let me tell you what happened to the pet industry during COVID. So, uh, pet news magazine, or it might be pet age magazine. They put out an article and they said that during the lockdown, 11.86 million households added a pet. Um, that could be a dog, a cat, a fish, a reptile, but 11.86 million households, um, I'm sorry, they became new pet owners. They didn't add a pet, but right. new pet owners. New pet owners. So that's in addition to the households in the industry that already own pets. So let's just say 30% of those, you know, 
are new reptile owners. That's 3 million worldwide. Um, I'm sorry, nationwide, not worldwide. Now, when it comes to rodents, there's no, there's really no major distributor producing them um, on the live side. On the frozen side, there is, but on the live side, there's nobody just doing it on any sort of monumental scale. It's a bunch of guys with decent size operations. Um, some of them think they have huge operations, but they don't um, in comparison to something like the cricket farms out there. Um, nobody's doing rodents like that. So what happens is you have these guys which were barely able to supply an industry as it was, and now you add, I'm guesstimating, 3 million new owners. Um, if half of those are snakes, that's 1.5 million new snake owners. If they're monitor owners, then you have that too. So there is a tremendous strain on rodent breeding right now. Um, and that's why you see prices going up. Um, supply has pretty much evaporated and demand is through the roof. So until somebody steps in and does it on a a real major scale, you know, something commercial. Um, this is probably going to be going on for a little while. Full circle, we got four new mouse racks. So <laughs> it's not going to fix the gap, but it's going to help. Um, it'll probably allow us to double what we have back there breeding. They're, they're pretty um, compact racks. Yeah. So I'm excited as shit about them. Problem is they are 12 weeks out in production, but I ordered them and paid for them yesterday. So they probably won't be in until May. In all reality, for us to fill them and get them going, it'll be fall. So we won't see a difference this year, but it is an investment in our future. Furthermore, um, we are um, we have ordered two new stacks of Dutch Aquarium systems. Those are our big aquarium systems out there. And uh, he says those are a month out. We'll see. Last time it took six months. But uh, we've got those coming in too. So we are expanding our freshwater fish selection. So those orders have been placed. I've done my part for the most part. I have another part to do. I need to do a little mm -hmm. bit of construction and rehome a tortoise. So yeah. our leopard tortoise is going to be for sale if anybody is interested. Um, hit me up. Serious inquiries only. We're looking for 2000 so don't offer to trade me ball pythons. It's not happening. But if you want a leopard tortoise, a very large female leopard tortoise that is breedable, that if you do breed her, you're going to make your money back on one clutch plus plus a lot. She, she likes to lay infertile eggs. Yeah, she so. dumps eggs all the time, oh, yeah. actually. <laughs> so... Actually, we should probably take that into consideration on the price. <laughs> but for now, she's $2,000. Yeah. Um, and that's what's new in the world of tie-dye. Did I miss anything? Nope. I think no, but I'll put a disclaimer out there for uh -oh. those of you guys that are listening. Um, don't steal from us. We have a lot of cameras, and we'll find you. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh. So I'm just going to say that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Don't make us make you look like a giant asshole. Because uh, when you steal from us, you are... I feel like every... You're a large Eight, anus. Ten months, we have to remind. You are a sphincter. That we have a lot of cameras. <laughs> a sphincter after hot yoga is what you are if you <laughs> steal from us. Heather, why don't you entertain us with reptile and amphibian news? It's a pretty funny story today. <laughs> and Matt's going to interrupt me <sighs> like usual. So. Okay, so today's headline is World's Smallest Chameleon Discovered, and it's surprisingly well-endowed. I'm going to consume my vegan Oreos. Um, I found a bag of vegan Oreos on my desk I was super excited about from Stephanie, and I opened them up, and they are slices of cucumber. I don't know if you can hear it. You should shake some Red Hot Ripplet in the bag. That's mm. what I did. All right, Heather, talk to us about reptile... Um, Dysfunction. All right, so I'm going to bring up a, a picture of this chameleon for Matt, Stephanie, and Bill. Stella took it. I was looking for red hot riplet seasoning, and Stella took it. That's all right. So let's see this. What? Uh, what's the species? 
Just a second. Is it um, gigant eye penis eye? All right. The it's called the Bro Brookesia nana species of chameleon. And oh. it's uh, the world's. It's actually the world's smallest reptile, and it can fit like on your fingertip. But it has genitals so big they're about twenty percent of its overall size. I bet he looks hilarious. <laughs> it was like that skinny yeah, pig at the two. show last week. <laughs> oh, Phoebe's. What? Yeah. What are you saying, Bell? Oh, I said it's because it's got two. Yeah. Well, have... yeah. That's how most reptiles are. They right. have two. Yeah. That's what so. I'm saying. So yeah, the, the male of the species is only about half an inch long, so it is now the smallest adult reptile on record. Wait, how big is it? Half it's, an inch? It's only half an inch long at its adult size. Remember pygmy chameleons? Yes. Those yeah. were huge for a while. Those, yes. I think that's the same species, but that's just a small I remember when we had pygmy chameleons hatch, like I have pictures of it, like they were sitting on Eric's pinky nail. They were so tiny. Yeah. And we yeah. just like found him in the cage after, yeah. I don't know where. Is that it, Heather? I, I mean, I thought you would be having no, fun I'm with waiting. this one. No, I'm Heather. Well, listening to your story. He's not interrupting. All right. I'm, not, I'm so, not rude. So, so we filled his mouth. So I have a mouthful of bagel right now. So, so the actual size of their genitalia is 0 0.1 inches in size, which is 18.5% uh, of the total body length of a tiny male chameleon. So it's 0.1 inches? Yeah. Twice the size of the average married male. <laughs> <laughs> Did you know that? Male genitals shrink when they get married. They end up in purses. <laughs> so, so, <laughs> so, so, so now they, so now they have a reason why it, they might need stored. such, such a big uh, genitalia. It says it might be due to the fact that females tend to be larger, so the males need large genitals in order to breed successfully. So, Heather, I can't help but wonder if there's, like, some sort of Freudian thing going on here since you chose this story. Are you trying to uh, say that you actually, need somebody with larger genitals Actually, Actually, Stephanie sent me <laughs> oh. this story. Well, then. So, Stephanie's saying that she needs larger genitals in her life. See? Oh, my gosh. They said they aren't sure exactly how many there are in the wild or whether they're critically endangered. But they live in Madagascar. Yeah, right? they live in the rainforests of northern Madagascar. So I don't know. They need to do more research, I suppose. And yeah, Madagascar. One of these days is going to stop importing. I'm surprised it hasn't. It's say. it's pretty much the, the whole island's pretty much destroyed from yeah. deforestation and stuff like that. There are some part, parts that you know are still kind of hanging on there, but no, it's. I am so surprised there's actually anything that comes out of there anymore. Yeah, a shipment just came into the country from Madagascar within the last two to three weeks. It was interesting. Was there anything interesting? As there was carpet chameleons. There was a bunch of wild-caught oh. adult panthers, so okay. new bloodlines. Um, and they were they were actually priced. Un <laughs> I was going to say wild, wildly reasonable, but that sounds like a play on words. Yeah. Wild caught. That's wildly, wildly. reasonable. Uh -huh. <laughs> You're the funniest guy you know. Funniest guy I know. Absolutely. Bella um, says so too. Uh, several different leaf tails were on there. They had mossies and satanics and. See, I would like to get stuff. some of those, but they ship so bad. I just yeah. not even worth well, the yeah. chance. And they're probably a fortune. Um, they weren't. It was, it was not a bad deal. Huh. Who whoever yeah. had this list was I would say fairly close to the, actually they claimed they did the importation yeah. uh, they're fairly close to the source yeah. it was a random one yeah it was a random email I got from someone saying hey we just found you you want to be on our list and I got the list and 
Yeah, we can talk more about that a little bit later. Yep. It was it was weird. I was just kind of curious. Yeah. Because, yeah, I haven't heard of too much of that coming in. But, uh, anyway, I digress. What are we talking about? We were talking Penine. about large animals large with large... Chameleon penis. I large should look up penis. the mammal with the largest one compared to its body size. Compared to its body size? Yeah, like, like yeah. It, this chameleon, so its this? genitals are 20% of itself. Hmm. Let's see, mammal with... Oh, it's a battle between me and Stephanie, oh, who so you can, can do it. Clack, 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 clack. Well, I don't know. I've never never looked this up. Mammal and animal. Blue lately. whale. See? I told you guys. I'm yeah, expert. but size is relative. Barnacles have the biggest Barnacles. penis to body size Barnacles, ratio. the shellfish? With yeah. gentilians yeah, nearly eight times their hands. total body length. <laughs> <laughs> They're not mammals, but hey, that's pretty, a, that's pretty darn funny. I wonder if they have a picture. the weirdest penises in the I didn't know that kingdom. barnacles were gendered. Wait, so there's genders on barnacles? I guess. I guess. Hmm. Fleas have them. Bees have them. Birds have them. Yeah. But no penis the birds is exactly and the, bees? the same. What's like a snowflake? <laughs> All right. This is a lot of talk about penis. I'm glad we found something the two of These you are like. Have a the two of you are genuinely interested. These guys like a have a four-headed penis. I'm sorry. I'm looking, looking at penis? the barnacle. Yeah. Who has a four-headed penis? The echidna. What's an echidna? Yeah. yeah. Interesting. This creature. Okay, so the echidna has a four-headed penis. Getting handsy. Dolphins have particularly dexterous phalluses. <laughs> <laughs> so they can tie it in a knot? I don't know. Hmm. Um, this one says fencing. It with says a it can swivel, grab, and grope. Yeah. <laughs> it can grab? It's like a hand. Whoa. Get over here! Get over here! It's like a hand down there. Huh, that gives a whole new meaning to the word, the term hand job. Oh, the flat word. Oh, yeah. So, all right, so the ladies here are getting really excited. Uh, I say we oh, move on. Oh, come on, this is funny. I mean, if you guys want to keep talking no, about it. No, it's fine. I'm good. Let's see what so else Stephanie has. So the blue whale has the largest penis in the animal kingdom, around 8 to 10 foot. Wow, wow that's bigger than a person. <laughs> that's great. Not Aaron Jones. <laughs> what else do you have, Stephanie? Um... Nothing else. It says barnacles are stuck in place for life, so they use their super long penises to reach other nearby crustaceans. I would have never thought about that. Blindly depositing sperm inside their neighbors. Hmm. I don't know who you are, <laughs> but here you go. Here you go. <laughs> like flatworms, barnacles are hermaphrodites that can fertilize oh. others, be fertilized, or both. Wow. Yeah. Well, that's why Efficient. barnacles cluster, I guess. Yeah. No, they just keep going like one right off the it other. Says bed bugs stab their partner during copulation. Oh, it's kind of like they're aggressive. Being from they the like Northeast. stabbing sex. It says gender bending genitals. What page are you on? Um, Smithsonian. Oh, Smithsonian Mag. Institute. Oh, Smithsonian Smith Magazine. Yeah. So this is a legitimate source. Yes, oh, yeah. it is. Yeah. yeah. All right. So scientific. That's fun. All right, so we have the chameleon with the largest um, body-to-penis ratio, but we have further learned that the barnacle is the winner. So, da -da 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 -da. yeah, the sea slug only has a single-use penis. Better get the job job done. That's some shit. The sex means saying goodbye to their penis, at least for the day. Oh, they grow it back. Now you see, that's the kind of thing science should be focusing on. No STDs. Have sex, penis falls off, walk away. It says, after sex, they Can't shed their single-use penis into the ocean's abyss. 
but this loss doesn't mean their sex life is over. They have at least two more disposable penis segments <laughs> hidden away. That's a song, Disposable Penis. After 24 wasn't hours, it? Yep. they will be back in <laughs> By action. By Blink 180. Was that Blink 182? I can't who remember did who did it. So like oh, that was Tool, three times. wasn't it? Disposable Penis. <laughs> no, I don't, I don't know who did it. I think it was just like one of them one hit wonders, but I do remember it. They used to play it all bagel. the time. Do you want some bagel? No. I, I forgot to get bagels for myself yesterday, so I was sad this morning I for have, breakfast. Like, we have so many bagels at mm. home. All right, let's move on to the myth or debate. Heather, take it away. Okay, Matt, that's nom, talking. Nom. He, he, his pet peeve is hearing people talk with their mouth full, yet he No, that's not my pet time. peeve. My pet peeve is when people chew like this. Here, eat this. Show us. No, <laughs> no, no. I'm messing with you. I know you're messing right. with me. What's the debate? Okay, the debate is on breeding scaleless reptiles, like breeding for. Should you or shan't you? Should you or shan't, yeah. It's become <laughs> a very, like, popular thing Let's in the past Bill. few years. I know yeah, you have an was, opinion. Well, I don't know. People, it was a hot topic, yeah. like, in the mid-2000s because somebody had produced a uh, scaleless ball python, and they they called it the derma ball. <laughs> and derma. there was, like... So Why? Much, Why a derma ball? I don't know. I guess because it's derma all skin. Means derma skin. Skin. It's all got skin. Yeah, it doesn't so have skin. any Whoever, scales. I can't even remember who had it. But no, like on the forums, oh my gosh. I mean, it was like Should pretty much half and ball. half. People say, yeah, this is this is cool. You know, congratulations, blah, blah, this. Other people like put that effort in the freezer. You because know, like it doesn't exist naturally. Well, no, it, it does it exist. Like how do they exist. make it get scaleless? Like is it like a... They breed two scaleless, uh, or no, they breed yeah, two, genetic... uh, like, the, the but where ones did it that, begin? they miss, the ones that are missing scales on their head, they breed two of those together, and then you get all scaleless. Yeah, I'm not sure Pretty which sure. different types of, because there's, like, scaleless ball pythons or scaleless The scaleless rat snakes. snakes are still going for, like, a grand. I mean, they're super yeah, cool, but those. it's like, why would it... We had a scaleless rat snake once, he, did, he died. No, he yeah, terrible. he did. Yeah, yeah he bad. did. Horrible, yeah. But the thing is, they do actually have a few leftover scales on them. He did. Yeah. Some. Some Yeah, yeah he had a like couple some, on his head. they're yeah. crazy expensive when they are, yeah. like, completely scaleless, though. But I don't know. I guess it's... I don't know. I mean, me snakes. personally, I'm not a fan of it, but that's just me. And then I mean, you got I'm the silkies, the silky bearded dragons. Yeah. Those are those are very easy to get, but you don't shouldn't... It's well... Ha- and then, like, this, we have one that's been alive for quite a while. Yeah, yeah. the scaleless Freddy. uh rat snake that we had. Um, <laughs> Sorry, I'm so hungry. He had I'm issues dropping all my food. He had issues with shedding as well, you know. How so I had to soak him every, Who? you know, that Texas scaleless oh, Texas rat, rat snake, snake, snake that we, that we had. had. Yeah. So the debate is: sh- shall you or shan't? I guess my whole thing I think is it's like a personal. Sh- yeah, I mean, know. if it's not like any I different mean, than breeding just regular ball pythons. Why does it matter? Like a color man? variation. Like, like honestly, why does it matter? I see. Like, I is understand. it inhumane? That's my question. Is it inhumane for breeding purposes? Is it inhumane for them Well, I mean, if you release them, them like, into the living? wild, yeah. But in captivity, they're not going to But why are you going to go and buy something and release it into the wild that doesn't live here in the first place? Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, that was that's what would make it inhumane. But if you're keeping it in captivity, I don't see what the problem is to crossbreed. And, and that's just me. I yeah. mean, people it's, crossing carpets with balls and well, retics and berms. And in see the, that, I'm in not, the case I'm not a of, fan of that, silky but. bearded dragons... They're really tough to take care of because they're like yeah, constantly in shed. Thing. You gotta like give them soaks Special all the time, care. and you have to give. Do put snakes s- need that stuff? You gotta put Scaleous skin snakes? skin you know, cream it on probably them. Probably wouldn't have hurt. We um, should have been lotioning that snake. Do you know how hilarious that would have been to do every day? 
Oh my god. To like take a uh, rat snake and just like try to lotion it up. That sounds like a show real us, challenge. Show us what you think it would look like. It would look something like this. <laughs> but it'd be everywhere. It'd be like it would be articulating and grabbing things. Yes. <laughs> that was a reference to the yeah. porpoise. The porpoise penis. I like that porpoise penis. <laughs> Porpoise. There's a family episode, Family Guy episode with a porpoise in it. Speaking of which, that's what scaleless uh, snakes feel like. A porpoise penis? <laughs> no. Oh, just a penis? <laughs> yeah. Basically. I, I, I wouldn't know. Heather, I've never actually touched a penis. Have oh, you? wow. <laughs> She's like, so what's going on, Matt? Well, so I've been told. Oh. <laughs> so, yeah. I, I concur. So, do you guys... Agree, disagree. <laughs> I think it's, I mean, I mean, I don't really care, honestly. I think that, I think it, it is a hot debate, um, as is the, you know, the cross-species breeding, but. Yeah. Well, I think the whole, like, cross-species breeding, like, just now you're just, captivity. like, dirtying the line. But like, it's not like you're releasing them in the wild too. and starting new species. I mean, you're. Yeah, but then it becomes impossible to find just normal ball pythons. Yeah. I guess it's because like all this other stuff, they want to see who can be the craziest at producing something. See, that's why, because I used to have Indian pythons, and they're on the endangered list. I got my permits and it's everything. Native American for them. Python Bill. This is 2021. That's the name of the python. It's from um, India. It's from India. But anyway, so I went through all this trouble to get Gotta my permits an and everything. Python. Well, people, there, there wasn't that many of them in the States anyway. So people. To avoid having to deal with the permits and everything, they were crossbreeding them with Burmese because they're still, you know, they're a subspecies of, you know, Burmese python and stuff like that. So then they were muddying this line and people were selling these hybrids, which, well, technically they're not really hybrids, but these two integrades as pure-blooded Indian pythons and they weren't. So when you're trying to propagate an endangered species then i just i just ended up getting rid of mine i was like screw this i have no clue who's got what legit or or who doesn't so hmm. you know if you breed a human with a horse you get a centaur and you also get some really twisted norwegian pornography oh no yeah norwegian somewhere not around here it's that or tennessee <laughs> <laughs> Jeez. Uh, who knows alright guys so uh, you be the judge yep, to breed or not to breed that is the question <laughs> god I'm good god ladies and gentlemen what are you good about? boys and girls I'm making good with words buns, making so. buns mm. Hawaiian buns Hawaiian rolls ladies and gentlemen boys and girls it is time for what was formerly Heather's favorite segment of the show it was never your favorite segment of the show Welcome to Conspiracies, Theories, and Mysteries. <laughs> so today, this one, I, I picked the topic today. I'll take the lead on it because uh, it, it covers... What we talked about yesterday? Yeah. Briefly, good. You can... I'll explain yeah, You, you that, can explain it, it pretty, pretty quick. So um, this is a current event, but there is definitely a conspiracy here. So um, GameStop. You know, if you haven't heard what happened in the stock market with GameStop, I'll bring you up to speed. If you have heard, then you're obviously very familiar with what I'm going to say. Um, so basically, there are retail investors, which would be somebody like one of us. We decide to buy some stocks or bonds. 
um, or mutual funds and we hold them or sell them. Some people will day trade where they buy it in the morning, sell it the same day. Others buy long, which means you buy it and you hold it for a really long time, several years. Um, there's also um, firms that will invest for you, like Edward Jones. But then you run into, on the higher end, you run into hedge funds, um, which are typically used by the wealthy. Um, and they, they generally will make they generally will make more volatile, riskier bets, but the guys that do it are very well-educated, and typically you get a very quick return and a very high return. Um, large investments, you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars, millions of dollars, um, maybe more, hundreds of millions. It's stuff that's out of our realm. So when you're buying stocks, there is an alternate tactic called uh, buying short. And what you do when you short a stock is typically you're going to be researching a company and you're going to find a company that's not performing well. This used to happen to Tesla all the time. So I'll use, uh, well, screw it. We'll use GameStop as the example. Yeah, Stephen that, says he made $1,000. Easily. So when you buy a stock short, we're going to use GameStop. I think they started shorting it at 18 but for my simple mind with math, we're going to say it was $20 a share. So what happens is this hedge fund basically doesn't actually buy the stock. Somebody fronts them the stock at that $20 a share, and then the hedge fund immediately sells it and pockets the $20 a share. Now, when you're selling short, what you're doing is you're gambling that this stock is going to lose money because basically you'll have a set amount of time to pay that stock back at its going price. So let's just say you've got, we'll keep it short. Say you, no pun, ah, short. Say you have 24 hours to pay back that stock at $20 a share. If I buy it, you know, at the beginning of the trading day and the bank wants to call it back at the end of the trading day, whatever it's going for at the end of the trading day is what I have to pay. So if the stock happens to go down to $10 a share, I sell it back at $10 a share, or I'm sorry, I pay it back at $10 a share, and then I keep a profit of $10 a share. Make sense? Yeah. If it jumps up to 30 for whatever reason, not only do I have to pay back the 20 a share that I borrowed it at, but I have to pay the additional $10 a share. So it's a gamble. If the stock goes up, you're going to lose money. So typically when big companies are shorting a stock, they've, they've researched very well, or they have insider information, or they're just making a gamble. GameStop has been dying, as we know. Um, people are downloading their games. There's definitely still a market for GameStop, but it's not what it used to be. It's going to be the next blockbuster video. So these guys saw this coming, and they, they bet short on it big time, billions of dollars. Well, there is a large Reddit group of about 2 million-plus users, and they caught wind of this, and they said, hey, let's screw around with these hedge fund guys. <laughs> so the way stock price generally moves, if, there's, um, if people are selling it, it drives the price down. If right. people are buying it, it drives the price up, and that's because of supply and demand. There's only a finite amount of stock available for any given company. It's not unlimited. Right. So what happened was these 2 million users, they used the Robinhood app because it's, it's a fee-less trading platform, totally free, and just fucking around, they start buying shares. They start buying a lot of shares. They bought so many shares that it started driving the price through the roof. I think it topped out at like $382 a share from $18 a share. And so what happens is all of these hedge funds that shorted it at 18 a share, their bank that fronted them that is getting really fucking nervous because they owe a lot of money. Yep. So the banks start calling it back in and the hedge funds have to pay. I mean, you, you yeah. have to pay. And so they're, I mean, they're losing billions of dollars as they're paying on the stock. Some of them don't even have the funds to cover it. Yeah. I've seen like well over $12 billion. Yeah. Yeah. So that's the story of what led up to what I believe is the conspiracy. So here's where things get interesting. All of a sudden, Robinhood, the platform that all of this happened through, announces that you can no longer buy GameStop stock. You can sell it, you can hold it, but you can't buy it. 
-hmm. So when somebody, if they can't keep buying it, it stops the price from being driven up. So your only option is to sell. So what does that make people want to do? They don't want to hold it. They just made like a thousand percent. So they all want to sell it off and get their profit, which drives the price back down, which protects the hedge funds that can't cover the surge. But who in God's green earth has the power to stop the trading of a single stock? Yeah. Now, Wall Street has frozen trades during very critical times. Um, 9-11 was one. Right. The meltdown of 08. Yeah, that's the whole stock market. Yeah, there, there's a thermostat, one. and there are, alarm, there are alarms built into the stock market. Um, even during COVID, it got shut down for like 20-minute increments a couple yeah. days. Um, and they do that to save the global economy from crashing, because when you get a panic sell-off, everything goes to shit. Yeah. But this is one stock, and it ended up leading over to some others, AMC being one of them, um, Express, the clothing store, Express for Men or whatever. But... There's somebody that Robinhood manipulated the stock market is what they did. It is stock market manipulation, and they manipulated it by um, by freezing the sale of this or the per- yeah the, the purchase of the stock so that the price. That's the only reason they froze it is because it was driving it up so high that the hedge funds were losing. So why did the why did Robinhood shut it down? Did, were they well, pressured? That's the question. That's the that's, that's the question that nobody could answer, and that's okay. where the SEC investigation is coming into play. Okay, because I yeah. I would imagine that they were pressured. And that's the conspiracy. There was definitely there had to be pressure from somebody right. with a whole lot of money. Right. A exactly. whole lot of money. Yeah. If I had to guess, I'm going on a limb. I don't know anything about the founder of Robinhood, but he's probably an old school Wall Street guy that opened his own thing. You mm-hmm. know. So there's probably people out there that know him, and somebody picked up the phone and said, "Hey." You know, we're, we're going to lose our fund if you don't stop this. Right. And probably slid them some cash. And yeah, this person said because of Robin Hood, because of this, Robin Hood is $2 billion richer. Yeah. I, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's crazy. So how can you stop the sale of a stock? I mean, it just doesn't make sense. Like, legally, that stock should still be available for purchase. Yeah. Now, it is on other platforms. TD Ameritrade, last I knew, was still allowing the purchase of GameStop stock. Um, I had gotten an email from them a week ago, and they had put some restrictions in place, but they were still allowing the buying and selling of a list of stocks. Now, I don't know if they still are. I unfortunately am not on Reddit. If I was, dude, I would have been in on this too. I would have dumped a couple grand in that up front and been like, all right, yeah, let's drive it up. And it's funny because Tesla was constantly being shorted for years, and it used to drive Elon Musk crazy. So mm-hmm. Elon Musk, man, he's got so much power. He shared um, on Twitter, he shared the link to the Reddit forum. And it just made a comment oh, about I it. Oh, I remember seeing that. Yeah. yeah. And that made it go up even more. Well, he has so much influence. Um, I was reading an article about his, uh, just his overall influence. And uh, crap, I can't remember what company it was. But there was, do you remember what it was? I don't. It was, his wife bought something somewhere, or he bought something somewhere, and he just simply shared it and said, hey, here's where we bought this. And then their stock price, like, went up 20% or something like that instantly. Because wow. it's like, oh, Elon Musk shops here. Yeah. Um. He is a he has a lot of influence in the words that he says, um, and he's obviously very. He doesn't think the short should even be legal, and he does make sense on that because his words were, "You can't sell a house you don't own, you can't sell a car you don't own. How can you sell stock you don't own?" Yeah. Because when I if I short GameStop, I am given that stock before I even own it. I'm selling it before I even own it and taking the cash and then paying it back. Like right. I never owned it to begin with. Yeah. I sold something I didn't own, took the money, and then gave it the money back at whatever it was worth at the end of the day for something I didn't own in the first place. But that's not the conspiracy. What do you guys think? Why did Robin Hood freeze the, the purchase of GameStop? I think they were pressured. How, how high up do you think this goes? Do you think this is just Wall Street? Do you think this goes it's, deeper, I would say Warren it's Buffett, people, Rothschild? I would say it's people that are not in the mainstream media, people that we don't really know. Uh-huh. Um, they're, they're, there's much richer people out there than what 
what who, we know, yeah. Who, who they say are the richest people. So it's, I would say it's them. It's, you know, I would say it's them. And, you know, something like this, it's like, well, what does that really say for the perceived freedom of America? Excuse me for going down that road, but, I mean, think about it. Like, if it's even being, what we buy is being controlled. Right. Everything. Well, I mean, at the highest you. level. You're basically saying, controlled. oh, the rich. going to get. Yeah, the yeah. rich are going to be the hurt ri- if you buy this, so you can't buy it, so the rich can preserve their wealth. Yeah, but if, if, the, if it was just a regular everyday person, they wouldn't be stopping it. No. Yeah. If, if it was tie-dyed iguana stock. <laughs> yeah. You know, no one would give a shit and. Well, I, I don't think a hedge fund would ever take an interest in tied out iguana and short our stock. They only care Plus, you can't when short a penny stock. Yeah. <laughs> they only care when the rich are, are losing money. So then it's like, who is they? You know, who cares? Well, I think more and more people are, are seeing and realizing this. Well, this was, this was way too obvious to not be punished. And that's going to be right. the next thing, because what happened with stock market manipulation, somebody should be held accountable. Well, they tried to do it for silver, because when I got the two places that I get silver from, they had a thing where they froze all silver sales for a while. I can't remember how many. I think it's back up and everything, but... Um, well, I think the ultimate question will be... Because apparently they were going to try to do that with silver. Will somebody be held accountable? I know there's a That's class the action lawsuit against uh, Robin Hood, I think. So yeah, yeah. But will, will the person that made this order be held accountable? Will the person that influenced the trend of the stock market... Well, not even the person that, okay, so so then there's that, you know, the, the Reddit users that, like, created this mass buy, that's not illegal. That's yeah. no different than, let's use Elon Musk as an example. They're basically trying to save GameStop. Well, it's not even that, but much. there's nothing illegal about going online and saying, hey, this is really great, we should buy it, or hey, this company is going out of business, let's buy their product and keep them in business. Right. That's not illegal. If I have a cupcake shop in town going out of business and I go to Tie-Dye's Facebook and say, hey, go support XYZ. Nothing's wrong with that. And then it drives up that company's value. That's not illegal. But all of a sudden, it's not allowed when it's coming out of the pockets of some rich guys that made a risky-ass bet. That's the whole thing. That's like going to the casino, gambling a billion dollars, you lose, and you're like, hold on, I was kidding. Yeah, but give me that. That was my test bet. That was a joke. So give it back. I'm just going to go on about my day. day. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. Opposite day. You know, where's my money? It just doesn't work that way. So. That's my conspiracy, guys. I mean, there's nothing else to really talk about except that... But it is uh, a conspiracy for sure. Well, yeah. At, at the highest level, it's not It's not the driving up in price. It's the, the squeeze, as they call it. None of that is a conspiracy. It's the fact that Robinhood froze the purchase of GameStop stock. And A, why did they do it? B, who convinced them to do it? But C, is it even legal? Ooh. <laughs> All right, Heather. What do we got? Entertain us. All right. So yesterday was a holiday. It was Groundhog's Day. Groundhog's, plural? All the groundhogs Ground, come out? I don't know why I call it Groundhog's Day. Groundhog, groundhog Day. Or Groundhog's Day, like apostrophe S, like ownership. Like That's, the groundhog owns the day. Groundhog's right. Day. It's like Matt's Day. So we're going to see how well you guys know the holiday. I've seen Groundhog Day. Not Many mo- times. Not the movie. The holiday. Oh. All right, so the first question is, where does Punxsutawney Phil make his yearly prediction? Turkey Ridge, Gobbler's Knob, Phil's Place, or Groundhog Bog? I thought it was Gobbler's Knob. What was the first one you said? Turkey Turkey Ridge. Ridge. Phil's Place. I'm going to say Turkey Ridge. I don't even know. Matt is right. It is Gobbler's Knob. (laughs) It is a (laughs) 350-square-foot plot of land on the outskirts of Punxsutawney, Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania. Yeah, I knew Pennsylvania. it was in Pennsylvania. You know what else comes yeah, from Pennsylvania? Pennsylvania? Chelsea. 
Aren't you from Pennsylvania? Yes, she is. She is. You know what else she comes is. from Pennsylvania? Pencils. 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 Mm-hmm. No, there's a... Uh, so where Pennsylvania got its name was there was a pencil mill. It was once called the old territory of the Northwest. And uh, back, you know, right after... As you watch Matt's eyes roll up to Columbus, the right. Columbus came over. They started this pencil mill. And then, you know, like America happened and all that kind of stuff. And the pencil mill stayed there this whole time run by Native Americans. Um, and so when like America came over or when we had the revolution and, you know, we started America. <laughs> George Washington walks over there. I thought maybe it was just the Amish that live up there. The Amish. The Amish walked over there, and they said, what is going on here? This is, no, you know what it was? It was a Russian. There was a Russian immigrant who walked over there, and he said, this is Pennsylvania. (laughs) (laughs) Pennsylvania, you meant to say Pennsylvania, but being Russian, it's Pennsylvania, and it stuck, the name Pennsylvania. And that's where pencils come from, for a mommy and a daddy pretzel. Pencil. All right, (laughs) next one. All right. What is Punxsutawney Phil's official name? Now, these are kind of long. Philip. Philip of Punxsutawney, predictor par... Okay, this is all one name. (sighs) Philip of Punxsutawney, predictor par excellence and prophet for the people. The second one is Punxsutawney Phil, seer of seers, sage of sages, prognosticator of prognosticators, and weather prophet extraordinary. The third one is Punxsutawney Phil... Weather wizard, diviner of climate conditions, and master of prognostication. And the fourth one is just Punxsutawney Phil. I would say the fourth one. I'm going with B because it sounded cool. Um, I think I'll go with A. Matt was right again. It is the very super You're not allowed long to have B anymore. The seer of seers, sage of sages, prognosticator. Is having B like having D? It's the buns. All right. That comment. Yesterday. So here, here's one about the movie. Comment on Facebook. Oh. Sir Mix a lot. Anyway. All right. Bill so Murray. Harold R- Ramis and Bill Murray, the director and star of the movie Groundhog Day, have been honorary grand marshals for the Groundhog Day celebrations in mm. Pennsylvania. True or false? Oh man. Well, we're just gonna say true. False. <laughs> I'm gonna go with false. It's true though. Stephanie is right. It <laughs> is true. I can see her eyes light up when I said false. She's like, oh boy, I get it right, I get it right. It's my gobble for Groundhog Day. All right, in 1981, Punxsutawney Phil wore something special. What was it? What was the question? In 1981, Punxsutawney Phil wore something special. 1981? Yeah. I wasn't born. What was it? Now you tell us. Okay, uh, okay, okay, here are your... Well, what was it, guys? Here are your choices. A National Women's History Week button, an American flag... A yellow ribbon or a Reagan for president button. The button would have to be stabbed into his body. I would say a yellow ribbon. I'm going to say A. B. Bill's right. It was oh. a yellow ribbon. It was worn in honor of the American hostages in Iran. Yeah, that's what it was. Iran. I can't remember that. In 81? Yeah. yeah. Bill, Bill was alive back yeah, then. Yeah, he's the only so. one that would remember. <laughs> Bill retired in 81. <laughs> that's when Bill started his social security draw. All right. Do you want one more? Sure. Okay. On occasion, Phil has been known to skirt federal law. What did he threaten if he wasn't allowed a drink during Prohibition? Stay inside his burrow until the law was repealed. He would move to Canada. Attack with the ferocity of a vorpal bunny. Or 60 weeks of winter. D. 60 weeks of winter. I would say B. Move to Canada. I want to go with A again. Blame Canada. 
Matt was right. It was 60 60 weeks of winter. See, I went from the B to the D. But he took it first. Yeah, that's. You could always go with the same answer, you know? I don't like to. Should have spoke quicker. (laughs) All right, is that all we got in your game? Your lips are always moving. Well, I will make sure I close this out properly since the last podcast I apparently screwed up. So, Hmm. ladies and gentlemen, thank you for joining us on this chilly Wednesday afternoon. Um, you just listened to episode 74 of TDI Live. You can find our podcast on all your popular podcast apps. Look up TDI Live on Podbean, Apple Podcasts, YouTube, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Pandora, and Amazon Music. You can also go to our website, www.thetdi.com, click on social, and click on podcast. You guys have anything for the good of the people? Nope. 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 Can't all think good. of nothing. Y'all have a wonderful day. Thank you for joining us. I'm Matt. And I'm Bill. I'm Heather. And I'm Stephanie. And you just listened to Tide Out Iguana's official podcast, TDI Live. Thank you for listening to Tide Out Iguana's podcast, TDI Live. And don't forget to visit us on the web at www.thetdi.com.